0: You know the last couple of weeks we've been talking on signs and wonders and uh, you know it's, it's amazing how many people are, are, are feeling the same thing in their heart what God's doing and there's a lot of ministries now who are starting to get prepared for signs and wonders and are starting to expect it and um, I know like we know it in the scriptures but you know there's difference than when you start expecting it and that's why I, I'm ministering on this here from the, st- from the start of the year I've been ministering along these lines is so that we get our expectancy there so that we start you know expecting to see signs and wonders and um, I believe we're going to see great things. And in these last days, we're going to see great things before uh, before Jesus does return. I don't know when he's going to return. I don't put predictions on things or dates on things like that. But all you have to do is look at the world and you know that it's soon. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. We just keep... Keep pressing forward in God and keep trusting and keep, you know, doing what he's asked us to do in our generation. And um, just telling people about Jesus, telling people about the goodness of God and the grace of God and the love of God. That's what we're going to keep doing. Amen. Um, But you know what? We're going to expect to see the great things of God because with our God, nothing is impossible. So we should live different and think different than everybody else. And I don't care how big you think, God's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that you can ask or think. Amen. So we serve a great God and and we've been looking on signs and wonders this last couple of weeks. But tonight, I'm going to just get straight into tonight. I'm going to to talk um, tonight, this message here, God wants your body. And um, really, I'm, I'm going to look at tonight and just show that your body is a weapon. And just like any weapon, do you know, a weapon can be productive, or a weapon can be destructive. You know, all we had to do is just watch the news just from yesterday. You look, see that situation over in Florida with that shooting in the, in, the, in the school. It's just terrible. And you can see how that a weapon, how destructive and how deadly a weapon can be. And in the wrong hands, I tell you, it is a very destructive thing. Um, weapons, weapons can also be productive as well. You know, uh, um, every country needs to have um, military. Every country needs to have a defence force, and the reason being is because there's evil in this world. And you know, what, if your country was under attack, you'd thank God for weapons. You'd thank God that you could defend yourself. And you know what? Because there's evil in this world, we have to have weapons. Um, If there was no evil, it would be great if we could all just, you know, just be like the the, the song, you know, I want to buy the world a Coke. And we all, you know, held hands in harmony. That would be be amazing if it was like that and there was no evil in the world. Someday there's going to be that. Praise God. But you know what? Until that, there there is evil in the world. And all you have to do is look around you. It's terrible. There's evil everywhere. And it's because we're in a fallen world. And it's because we have an enemy. And when you have an enemy, you need to have weapons. Okay? Weapons are good, but weapons can also be bad in the wrong hands. If if weapons were evil, God wouldn't give us weapons. But God has given us weapons. I'm talking spiritually God has given us weapons. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not natural. Our weapons are not physical weapons. Now there's nothing wrong if you're in the military or something to have a physical um, weapon um, because you're, you're, you're doing service for a country. Okay. But what I'm talking about is, as, as believers in the kingdom of God at this time, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we know those strongholds are in the mind. And the greatest strongholds, you know, in life operate between your two ears. Many of you know that. That's where you win or lose up here. That's where you win or lose in life. And that's why Satan comes after the mind and Satan comes after the thoughts. And if you entertain them, they'll destroy and control your life. That's why we're to take every thought that is opposite to what Jesus has done for us and opposite to what Jesus says about us or what the Word says about us. We're to take those thoughts and we're to take them captive. In other words, elevate the right thoughts and demote the wrong thoughts. You know, sometimes people take a thought and they elevate it. And the and not becomes a stronghold in their life, and it's a stronghold. It'll keep you in, and it'll control you, and destroy you. But you know what? We we also have the ability in Christ through the weapons of our warfare to take a hold of those thoughts. And it's by God's power and God's grace. We can and filling yourself full of the Word of God, that you can take those thoughts that are opposite to what Jesus has done for you, and you can put those thoughts in prison. Amen? So you're, you, it's whatever thoughts you elevate or, or, or whatever thoughts you demote, that's what's going, to, what's going to determine whether or not you lose or whether you win in life. Because we all have thoughts come against us. We all have destructive thoughts come to us. And you can't stop the thoughts from coming many times. Now you can, you can, you can um, limit a lot of them when you fill yourself full of the Word of God. But you know what? You're still going to have thoughts. No matter who you are, you're going to have thoughts. Even the holiest person in the room is going to have thoughts in their in their head. That sometimes the thoughts that go through your head, you're thinking, "How on earth am I even thinking that?" I'm am am meant to be a Christian, and these thoughts are going through your head, and you're going, "What am I thinking about that?" You can't stop the thoughts that are coming, That uh, you can't stop the thoughts from coming, but you definitely can determine what you do with them. You can either entertain them or you can say, do you know what? I'm going to take that thought and I'm going to put it captive. I'm not going to give life to it. How do you give life to thoughts? The Bible says, take no thought, saying. That's how you start to give life to it. When you take a thought and start saying, oh, I'm a hunter, I'm a nobody, or you know what, you can't win in life, or all of these kind of things. You know, what? Uh, you know uh, how you doing? I'm struggling. Do you know we're, giving, we're giving life to the wrong things. I don't care what it looks like. How are you doing? Blessed. Amen? Blessed. That's how I'm doing. I'm blessed. Amen? That's a great way to start. That doesn't mean to say we can't talk real. But I can talk real in the real world. Not Israel, you're blessed. But what I'm saying is I, I can talk to people where I'm at in life or whatever. But when it comes down to what, what am I holding on to and what am I standing on in faith? I'm blessed. I'm going to say what God says about my life. Amen? So um, I'm just saying that weapons are important. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this today. Do you, know if, you know, I, I said nerd, you know what? You only need weapons if you know that in the natural, you only need weapons because there's evil. Okay? If there's no evil. We wouldn't need any weapons. But then I was thinking about it today. Well, when, when, do we need, when, when Satan's bound in hell and, you know, he's chucked in there forever. Are we, uh, that's our, that's our, we're not going to have any more enemies. In heaven, we're not going to have enemies. Okay? So I was thinking today, just thinking this out, you know, so do I need praise still in heaven? Of course there's going to be praise in heaven because praise isn't only a weapon. Okay? Praise also allows you to, to worship your father, worship Jesus, to, 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 to declare who he is. That's going to, that aspect of praise will have it forever. But you know what? We're not going to be, you know, praising and worshiping. And you know what? It talks about, uh, um, you know, God sending ambushments against them and different things like that. Binding them up in chains and fetters and stuff like that. We're not going to need that in that aspect. But you'll always need a praise life. Amen? It's the same with prayer. Prayer can be used as a weapon as well. Binding and loosing. But you know what? Uh, we're still going to pray. We're still, prayer is communication with the Father. So you're still going to talk to the Father. Amen? But we won't need it as a weapon. But you know what, they're great weapons and we can look at all of those things. Having the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's, that's a weapon. Amen? You, you become endued with power from on high. That's weapons. But there's a weapon that many times people overlook. And that's what I want to look at tonight. Your body is a weapon as well. Amen? Your body's a weapon. And that's why I've titled this message, God Wants Your Body. Do you know God wants your body? And so does Satan. Satan wants your body as well. Because your body is really, really important. Now I know I could look, if I was talking on spirit, soul and body tonight, I could go and look at things like, um, you know, the negative side of your body, you know, that it's dying, it's a mortal body. Um, Even though God has provided, you know, and give us promises for a long life, at some stage your body will die. Okay? Um, It it talks about it being a mortal body. Uh, You know, and it talks about many different things. Talking about the body. It says the grass. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. All of those things. The Bible talks about those things. It's a body of weakness and stuff like that. Um, But someday you'll have a glorified body and it's the opposite. It's not going to be that natural body anymore. Thank God when we get that permanent six pack, it's going to be great. But... You know, But you can look at the body in a negative light. But many times people just focus on the negative and don't look at the other side of it, that your body actually allows you to have say in this planet. And as long as you're in a body, you can make a difference. And I'm going to bring that out tonight because in regards to what we're looking at here in signs and wonders, I tell you, when God moves in your life, we'll see this tonight, when God moves or there's moves of God, they always come through people. There's no such a thing as a move of God without it being connected to people. And I'm going to try and explain that this evening. Because if you're, if you're going to believe God for great things to happen, and it that doesn't even have to be signs and wonders, just well, whatever God's called you to do as well, whatever He's put in your heart to do, it's, it's not going to be done independent of you. You have a part to play in it as well. God has a part and you have a part. Okay? I taught a message a couple of years ago and I called it rest and go. There's a place of rest in our Christian walk. That's where we're not doing things in our strength. But there's also a place of go where we have to go as well. Okay, So we're always resting. It's in his ability. It's in his strength. But it's through you. So that's why um, Paul said, um, I labor more abundantly than you all. Yet not I. But the grace of God that was in me. So Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's all God's ability, but it comes through me. I still have to do it. I still have to do it, but it's not me. I'm not relying on my ability. And I often illustrate that many times to a screwdriver and a, and a drill. If you, um, If I give you a box of screws and, you know, said, put all of them in that wall there. Um, you know what you, if you had a screwdriver boy you're going to be wore out you're doing that in your strength trying to sh- put them in and you know, yes you're doing it and many times that's the way people are I'm going to make a move of God happen but if you're doing it in your strength it's a struggle okay? but if you're doing it by the grace of God you still have to hold the drill in your hand okay? but you can put those screws in the wall a lot quicker but it's not your strength it's not your ability, but you're able to accomplish, and actually by the grace of God, grace causes you to superabound. Sometimes people think grace is to sin and get away with it. No, grace will cause you to superabound in life. It'll cause you to accomplish, but it'll not be your strength. It'll not be your ability. It'll all be the grace of God. And you'll be like Paul and say, "I labor more abundantly than you all, but it's not me. I'm actually relying on the grace of God. I, I live my life not with a screwdriver. I live my life with the drill. You understand? So I accomplish and I'm doing it. So I get up in the morning and I'm I'm relying on God. I stay in a position of rest. Amen. No matter what you do in, in your, your week, you go to work or you know what, if you, if you have to go to a meeting or you have to go to meet with someone or you've got a difficult situation or whatever, never rely on your own strength to fix it, to solve it, to sort things out. Or you know what, if you have things that you want accomplished in your life, always be relying on God, be leaning into him, but be leaning and going forward. See, so you still have to move, but you're not moving in your strength okay because God's accomplishing through physical bodies in the earth that's why that's why the Holy Spirit moved on the inside of you do you know your body is the temple of the Holy uh, of the Holy Ghost he lives in you he's living in your spirit and your your body is the house of your spirit and the Holy Spirit's in you and your body is important because the Holy Spirit wants to do things in and through your life to magnify and to glorify Jesus but he needs your body to do it. And that's why God wants your body. But I'll tell you something else Satan wants to influence your body as well. Every evil act that happens in this earth happens through human beings, just like yesterday. You know what? That was someone influenced to go and do that, to pick up a gun and go into a school and shoot people. That was, I was an influence on that person's life to do it. But you know, Satan couldn't, he didn't hold a gun. And he didn't do that, but he's the influence behind it. Do you understand? That's what it says over in Ephesians chapter two. That Satan's the God of this world system. And he's influencing people's lives. But he, he he can't directly do it. But he needs people to yield to him so that he they can do it, but they're doing it under his influence. It's the same in God as well. God's look at your body. God will not directly do things in this planet. Sometimes people, that upsets some people. Every move of God, you can trace it back to people who were hungry for God, who positioned their life and took a hold of the promises of God and said, God, great things can happen. I I believe I see it in the Word of God. And I'm going to believe you to do great things in and through me. Every move of God happened through people. Just look through church history. Do you know what it happens through Who? people? Look in the book of Acts. What's the book of Acts called? It's called the Acts of the Apostles. If they didn't act, nothing got done. Okay? There wouldn't, there wouldn't be Acts of the Apostles if they didn't act. They had to do something. And I know in our lives we're the same. We have to do something. But you can do it in your strength or you can do it with a drill. Okay? That's the difference. That's where the grace of God comes in. But we either live our lives doing it in our strength or we live it doing it in His strength. Amen? See, you do it in His strength, you'll pray. If you do it in His strength, you'll you'll, you'll come to Him every day. You do it in His strength, you'll go to the Word. You do it in His strength, you'll be in church. Do it in His strength, you'll be hearing the Word. Do you know why? Because you're looking to Him all the time. Because you don't think you can do it. You know you can't. Amen? I know I can't. When you can't, you're positioned for His can in your life. Amen? So we can have God's can. It's good to come to the place where you know you can't. Because then you'll look for His can. And you'll seek Him. And you'll look to Him. Amen? Now, I was, I was looking at this story here the other week. And I just want to um, just highlight a couple of things in it for a second this evening. Luke chapter 5, I'm not going to go through all of this, but I I just want to show a couple of things here for a moment. This was the story, remember whenever the disciples had been out all night toiling and had caught nothing, Um, they're sitting the next morning going through their nets and then um, Jesus comes along, uses their boat and ministers. And then Jesus says afterwards, he said, you know, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for catch a fish. And we know what Peter turned around saying, you know, you know, we were out all night. We toiled. That's our strength, you see. That's a screwdriver. I was out with a screwdriver, so to speak, all night. I was out toiling all night and accomplished absolutely nothing. But Jesus said, you know what, you go out and you let down your nets for a catch. See, so you're doing it on, based on Him, what He says. You see, you can live your life that way. You can live your life out of toil. And you can live your life out of knocking everybody else down to get to the top. Or I'm going to knock everybody out of my road to get to where I need to be. Or you can just look to Jesus and live by His word. And stand on His word and trust Him. And you know what? Do it in His strength. But here, here's the thing that I want to bring out here. Um, they went out and they launched down and they caught uh, the fish. We know the story there. But um, look, look what it says here in verse... Look at verse 6. It says, and, they, and when they, look at these terms, When they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. When they done it. Okay? When they done it. I need to be just asked this question tonight. Whose hands was the net in? Theirs. Do Do you know, we looked at this story a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at the net as signs and wonders. Because Jesus said at the end of this here, he said, I'm going to teach you to be fishers of men. And if you read after these stories in the gospel, Jesus went and just like a net catches a whole lot of people. Jesus used signs and wonders as a net that influenced a lot of people. And the Bible says that his fame went out you know why? After signs and wonders, lots of people's lives were affected. And Jesus said to the disciples, I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of men. And here's what the nets are. Now, here's one of them. There's many nets. He told them to let down nets. But I can guarantee you what one of those is based on Scripture. One of those nets is signs and wonders. And there's nothing that calls people and gets people's attention like signs and wonders. Kenneth Hagin called it God's dinner bell. Amen. It just wakes people up. But here's the point that I want to bring out here tonight. Whose hands were the nets in? See a lot of people are looking for a move of God. But they're looking for God just to move. And don't realise that you know what God's sitting with. In this room there's powerful weapons sitting here. It's your body. God's going to use your body. Sometimes people say you know what I'd love to see people healed. Do you ever pray with anybody? A lot of people want to see people healed. But they don't want to lay hands on anybody. But we need to realize that God's moving in and through our lives. And for whatever God's called you to do, you know, yeah, that's why prayer is so important. To go and spend time with God and say, God, what is it you want to do in and through my life? God, I want to know what your will is for my life. Because, you see, it's not going to happen independent of you. God's looking for you to yield yourself to him and say, God, here I am. I'm available. Use me. Amen. Use me. A lot of people are looking for a move of God, but they're looking out there for one instead of saying, God, I'm a move of God. I'm a move of God. You're a move of God. You want to say a move of God? Move. God's in you. (laughs) God's in you. You want a move of God? It's going to come through people like you, people like me, people who just say, God, use me. You see, we're alive in this generation. And to affect this generation, you're going to have to be alive in this generation to affect this generation. Some people are looking back and looking at all of the great people. You can learn from all of them, but they're all gone. There in Hebrews, um, you know, chapter 12, they're that great cloud of witnesses today that are cheering us on. But I tell you who's on the field today, us. And we want to move a God. We we need to look and say, God, I'm I'm going to get serious about about you and about, I'm going to start spending time with you because I want you to use my life. Amen. You know, People are looking for a move of God and they're looking everywhere else. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for a move of God in my life. And I'm going to see a move of God in my generation. And I'm spending time with God. Not to move God because prayer or not doesn't move God. God's ready. Amen. But I am I'm positioning myself for what God has for my life. Amen. How about you? Amen. I want you to see the nets were in their hands. Okay, Look over here as well. Here's the, 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 the five loaves and the two fish. It's the same principle here. The same principle is this, that the miracle takes place in your hands. That's what I'm trying to get out tonight. Your body is a weapon. Your body can do serious damage to the kingdom of darkness. And God's looking you to, to, to go out there and, and cause havoc in the kingdom of darkness. Tell people about Jesus. Amen. Make a difference in your world. But it'll be by the grace of God. Now, we know the story here that the, there was, you know, Jesus had ministered to 5,000 plus the women and the children. And, you know, there were, there were times going on. They're hungry. And Jesus... If you read the story, it's great. But I'm just jumping into this part, okay? And they end up coming out with five loaves and two fish. We boys pack lunch. We boys happy meal. Okay? And and they bring it to Jesus. Now, look what it says here in verse... um, Look in verse 19 here. I'll just jump in this. It says, And he commanded the multitudes to sit on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fish. And look at this. He looked up to heaven. See, if you look at this in a context, like there's, there's a need, but there's not the ability to meet the need. But what do you do? You look up to heaven. Do you know what looking up to heaven is? Getting your eyes off of the natural and putting your eyes on the eternal. Looking at the natural, you'll see lack many times. But when you look up, you'll see God's provision. Amen? Sometimes you can look at this world and you can see people can look at it from a negative <laughs> viewpoint and say it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it is. But you know what, you can look up. That's why the Bible says, "Look up, your, your salvation draws nigh. Look up. Amen, look. get a different focus. And when you look up, you can see things from God's perspective. Where man sees lack, God sees an opportunity to show himself strong. Amen? Where there's evil, God sees an opportunity for the light to shine like it's never shone before. It just depends how you look at things. If you stay close to God, you look at things through His eyes. And so the first thing Jesus done was he refocused. He didn't look at the problem. He looked up and he, and he started to speak over what was already blasted. Praise God. Don't curse what's in your hands. Bless what's in your hands. Amen. Bless what's in your hands. Thank God. Be thankful. Jesus didn't look at the, the lack and curse it. No, Jesus was thankful. He looked up and he said, God, thank you. And he blessed us. You see, when God's blessing is on your little, it can accomplish a lot. And that's what happened here. But here's the point here. Jesus lifted up the fish, looked to heaven, blessed it. And then it says here, it says, And give those loaves to his disciples. And who give it to the multitude? The disciples to the multitude. Jesus is always teaching his disciples here. Do you know what he's showing? It's in your hands. You see, when Jesus gave it to the disciples, that was the last it was in Jesus' hands. And I tell you, God has, has equipped us. As I said, He's given us weapons. He's given us the Spirit of God. He's living in us. We're anointed. We're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We've got powerful weapons. We've got the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. We're, we're equipped. We're equipped. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I'll send the Holy Ghost. And it's more expedient that I go away so that he can come. You're equipped. I'm equipped. We've got the goods in Christ. We've got the grace of God on our lives. Amen. We're blessed. And so what Jesus done was he put this in the disciples hands. And I want you to see it's the last time it was in Jesus hands. And when Jesus gave it to the disciples, it still didn't look like much. Sometimes you can look at your life and it doesn't look like much. Or think, God, could you use me? And you stand in the mirror and you look at yourself and say, move of God. God, could you use somebody like me? Of course he can. Amen. Amen. Use the donkey. Mm-hmm. Think we, I, think, I think we're higher the, than the level of a donkey. God can use you. Do you know what? You position yourself. Start saying, hey, I'm a move of God. God's moving in my life. Become God inside-minded. You're not God, but you've God living inside you. You've His ability inside you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can say, I don't have all the answers, but then you can turn around and say, yeah, I may not have all the answers, but the one who knows all things is living in me. Amen. He's equipped me. I'm equipped. So we're looking for a move of God. We're looking out here for a move of God. God's looking for people like us. To be bold enough and say, God, use me. God, use me. Whatever arena that is, use me in business. Use me, God. Give me those ideas, Lord. God, open those doors for me. Show me your plan. God, I want to be. I, I tell you, God's raising up, God's raising up uh, millionaires in this country. Amen. Amen? I believe-, believe that wall in my heart and I'm believing it. God's raising up millionaires. People can look around and say, oh, there's a recession. There's this. But I tell you, there's God. Amen? He has answers. Because I believe God's going to raise up men and women of God all across this country that'll start with a heart for the kingdom of God. It'll finance the move of God in this country. Amen. I, I know great men and women of God in this country. All over the country. There's great men and women of God in this country that, 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 that are, are carrying something on the inside of them. And you know what? God's raising up, uh, um, God's raising up provision for those ministers. Amen? And I tell you, I I, I position myself. God's raised up provision for me as well. Absolutely. Amen. And I'm believing that we're going to see those things. <laughs> you know what? No matter what arena that is in life, God use me. Amen. God, I have your wisdom. God, Jesus has made unto me wisdom today. Amen. <laughs> he's made unto me wisdom. You know what? You you have the an unction from the Holy One. The Bible says, and you know all things. The one who knows all things is living in you. That's why you know all things. Amen. Because he's living in you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But he gave those loaves to the disciples. And the disciples give it to the multitude. I can just see him going out. You know Jesus gave them all a bit. And here they come. Imagine breaking up that wee small thing and giving them to the twelve. You know they all had a handful in their hands. I don't know how it happened. But I know this. It was blessed. And it never looked like much. And sometimes it doesn't look like you have much. But you have you have God's supply. If you could see what was on the other end of that. You see there's backing from heaven. And you know here? This is what it was like for them. They, whatever way they distributed it. The Bible says they set it down before them. Whatever way they had done it. They set them in companies. Okay? But as soon as they, someone took there was more. Yet they never seemed to have a lot in their hand. But every time they give, there was more. Yeah. And there was more. It's like, do you know whenever you see these, these um, magicians that come to kids' parties and they've got the hanky up the sleeve? And you know what? They pull out and no matter how much you pull, there's more. And there's more coming out. And you're, where's it coming from? But it doesn't look like they've much in their hand, but there's more coming out. Do you know what? God's provision is, 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 is bigger than the demand. Amen. Amen. God's supply is always bigger. And, you know, I, can you imagine if they just they take a bit and they give it? Like it's here, and they go. Well, that's for you, and it's just like and it just replaces itself, and that's for you, and it replaces, and that replace and it just that's for you, and the Bible says they add as much as they would. In other words, there wasn't there wasn't um, a skimpy amount. There was as much as much as the people came in faith to receive. There was a supply. Amen. It's like the woman in the, o- in the Old Testament with the pots. All she had, you know, was a wee bit of oil. But you know what? As many pots as she got, it poured. It just kept pouring. And all you have to do is just make provision for God. Just, just, see, you, that's making provision for God. It's saying, God, use me. Here I am. I'm a pot. We're all vessels. God, fill me. You fill me, I'll keep pouring out. I'll just keep pouring out. Do you know what? If we all seen ourselves that way, I, I, I believe we could start seeing a great move of God in our country again. Amen. And there is a move of God here. But what I'm saying is many times people are praying and it's like, God, pour out your spirit. Like it, and But they're praying from the viewpoint like God's going to pour everything out apart from his people. No, God poured into his people and his people pour out. God poured out his spirit 2,000 years ago. And we're full. Amen. And um, look what it says over here, Second Chronicles chapter sixteen, verse nine. It says here, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. But it's shown here that the eyes of the Lord, what are they doing? They're running to and fro. Throughout the whole earth. And what's he looking for? He's looking for people. He's looking for people that he can use. Amen. You know the Bible says when Jesus returns will he find faith. Do you know what Jesus is looking for? People of faith. Could say, God use me. That's what he's looking for. Faith gets his attention. Faith gets God's attention. Amen. Amen. It does. See when God hears that sound of faith, I mean God's it's like as if that scan's going through. Okay? And then you hear someone over here. And I mean they might not have anything. They might have a bit of a packed lunch. You know and they may, uh, just in that illustration. They mightn't have a lot. But you know what they do have? They have faith. And if you have faith that's all you need. That's all you need. Amen. Amen. But I want you to see that the eyes of the Lord are, are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth. Many times people are looking for a move of God. But God is looking for people that he can move through. Yeah. People are looking for a move of God. If we could see it from God's point of view, God's looking for people. That's why we need to position ourselves and say, God, use me. And I tell you, when you get hungry for a move of God, you know what happens? You end up spending more time with God. But you're not trying to twist God's arm up his back. You believe God's looking for people he can use. And you're going, God, I'm positioning myself. Amen. Do you know I pray for God to use the people That's not, I'm not just thinking just God use me I do God, I, want, I want to do what God's called me to do but I'm praying for the other people as well that God use them I'm praying for the ministers I pray for ministers in this town it's not, I mean, the move of God is not about a person it's, not about, it's a move of God there's people in this town that I'll never reach there's people in this country I'll never reach but there's other people who will reach them. I'm going to pray for them. You know, I, I, see, I see, you know, there's many pastors and leaders in this area, in this, in this community that are doing great things. I'm not in competition with one of them. Not one. Not one person am i man in competition with. And I pray that the, I pray their churches prosper and increase. And do you know why? Because God loves people. It's not about one person. And I tell you, God is raising up some amazing people in this minister, in this island. And I believe this island's getting positioned for something great. And I really do. North, south, east, and west. I tell you there's, there's people, I'll tell you there's some fabulous ministers in this island that are just full of the Holy Ghost and full of the Word. And it's exciting. It really is. It's exciting. There's exciting things happening. Amen. I'll share two scriptures and we'll close this evening. And um, I'll take this up again next week. But uh, it's important just to lay a foundation. To us and, and for us to, as individuals, they'll be looking and saying, God, use me. Or God, what have you got for me? Sometimes you have to prepare yourself for what God has for you as well. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's people are looking for something great. But maybe they need, a, they need more preparation time. But, but if you're looking for it, your, your preparation time is getting yourself ready for what God has for you. Um, look, look up here, here here's, here's the thing, you know, why, why is God looking for people? And here, here's why, it's just simple. In Genesis 1 verse 16 it says, And God said, let us make man in our image, and our likeness, and let them have dominion. Who's in authority in the earth? Dominion is authority. Who did God put in authority in the earth? Man. God put man in authority in the earth. See, God God gave the the dominion of this planet to man. And said there, I give this dominion to you. And on down verse um, 28 it says, And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl. And over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God put man in authority in the earth. And if God is going to do anything in this earth. It's, now, it's just the way God set it up. If God's going to do anything in this earth. He's going to do it through people. Because he gave man authority in the earth. That's why whenever Adam sinned. And he gave that authority over to, to Satan. That authority that God had given over to Satan. That's why God just didn't come in and just undo it there and then. God had to then bring another man into the planet to fix it. Do you know it was a man that got us into this mess? And it took an- another man to get us out of the mess. And that man was Jesus. Adam put us in sin. Thank God for Jesus. He put us out of it. Amen. He came to defeat what Adam did in connection with Satan. But when Adam submitted himself to Satan, he gives Satan that legal authority into this earth. And so that's why Satan is called, with a small g, he's called the God of this world. He doesn't own the world. He's the God of the system that's in this world, that corrupt evil system that's in this world. He's the God of it. And do you know how he gets to implement that? Because he, gets to, because he influences people's lives. And he has influence in people's lives. But thank God we were delivered out of the kingdom of darkness. And we're in the kingdom of his dear son. And I tell you, I'm positioned for God now to influence my life. And I'm going to go into that kingdom. And you're going to go into that kingdom of darkness. And you're going to cause havoc in it. Amen. God will bless you in whatever arena and ministry and calling you have in your life. But I guarantee you, it's all going to be to do damage to that kingdom. And to populate and increase the kingdom of God. Amen. But you want know to It took Jesus to come into this earth. That's why I love it. Do You see, when, do you see to have authority in this planet, here's the key. To have a pl- authority in this planet, you have to be in a physical body. Your body gives you legal authority in this planet. And that's why Satan does everything to destroy your body, to stop you from doing what God's called you to do. But there's a supply from God. Your body gives you legal right to be here. let me tell you this. (laughs) When Jesus showed up in a body, Satan was in big trouble. Because now you have God manifest in the flesh. And he was in trouble then. Because it it took a man to put us in the mess. It took another man to get us out of it. Can you imagine Jesus showing up? He had authority, dominion. And he walked in it and showed us how to walk in it as well. Let me just read these two verses out and I'll close. Just to emphasize that and I'll, t- I'll take us up again next week. But look here it says, You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, Even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth has he given to who? The children of men. To have authority in this planet, you have to be in a physical body. You can't influence this planet. Without being in a physical body. Or what you did in your physical body. But it has to be something you did while you were here. Some people are still influencing from beyond the grave through YouTube and CDs and books that have been left behind and different things like that. But you had to be in this body to have influence. Or in a body to have influence in the planet. Here's another verse and I'll close in this. Amos 3 and verse 7. It says there, surely the Lord will do what? Nothing. <laughs> Mark that verse down. Take note of that. Surely the Lord will do nothing. But he revealed his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. In other words, this is Old Testament. But what it's saying is, if God wanted to do anything in this planet, the first thing he did was he revealed it to the prophets. And the prophets started to speak it out. Amen. they started to declare it, to decree it, just like it says in Job, to decree a thing and it'll be established. But God revealed it first because he needed someone in a physical body in this planet to start to speak it into existence. John Wesley said, it seems God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. That's a powerful quote. He observed that. He observed that it seems like God can do nothing unless somebody prays. Unless somebody hooks up with God and gets connecti- connected with God. It seems like God can do nothing. He observed that because he realized God's doing everything through people. God's doing everything through humanity who turns their heart to God and says, God, use me. Well, I thank God that we're positioned for what God has for our lives. Amen. Are you alive? Amen. And you're a weapon. Absolutely. You can have influence in this planet as long as you're in that body. I encourage you to use it for the kingdom of God. Amen.